Okay, let's get to the word. <clears throat> okay, thieves and robbers. Uh, the Lord spoke this to me. He's been, I got a little bit of a, um, sometimes God gives me sermons like, bam. Sometimes it, it gives me a few scriptures and then I'll write a few notes. I've got little notes everywhere. And sometimes I pick a note up and I go, oh, I think that's for this Sunday. And there was, I just wrote down the robbers. That's all I had and two scriptures. And then I picked it up and then I, the Lord said, that's the word. And as I began to look at it, it began to develop. It developed into that. And I found that really cool picture and I couldn't resist it. Okay. So thieves and robbers. And how did I get to this? I don't know if I shared this story with you guys um, last week or a few weeks ago. Did I share a story with you about people who were stealing olives? No. no. Okay, good. Okay, here's a story. Um, I was reading the news uh, like a couple of weeks ago and I shared it with my, one of my clients who's an Italian guy, he's 95 years old and um, used to live out in Swan Valley and had olive trees and stuff, okay? So I said, oh, listen to this story. It's true, okay? You know how the economy, there's economic struggles all over the world and food security is a problem and in Greece, Italy and Spain, which are three of the main oil producing, olive oil producing countries, uh, there's a story that there are gangs, okay, gangs, and they are going around with chainsaws, <laughs> chainsaws, in the middle of the night and stealing the best olives, the best branches that are loaded with olives and they're loading them up on trucks and they're stealing them. And they are really affecting the olive farmers and they've got the police and security people now and the farmers patrolling their own olive groves in the night to stop these chainsaw gangs stealing the olives. It sounds like something out of a movie, but it's actually real. And I thought, gosh, you know, people steal anything, won't they? And that's where I got this from. And stealing seems to become becoming more prolific. You hear about stealing things now more and more and more. People steal stuff, you, you expect that. And you know, Australia was kind of settled by convicts, by some of them who actually stole like a loaf of bread or something to feed their families. And they were arrested and sent out on the, the prisoner ships to settle Australia as convicts. So, you know, this is part of our heritage, unfortunately. But stealing is becoming more prolific. You're hearing about people's houses being broken into, cars being stolen. You hear about identity theft. You know, we never heard of that a few years ago. You hear about the theft of intellectual property. What does that mean? That means people's ideas, things they write, songs they've written, and you see people like these famous singers going to court, you know, because someone's stolen some of the, a few, you know, lines out of their song. So the stealing of intellectual property and stuff. And you might think, ah, oh, stealing's not that bad. Well, it is when somebody steals something that's yours, you know, and it may not be of great value, but it matters. It matters, okay? 
It really matters. In fact, it matters to God because in the um, book of Exodus chapter 20, you'll read this list and it's called the Ten Commandments. And the eighth one is, thou shalt not steal. It didn't say things and this and that. It just says, don't steal. That's what it says, okay? So thou shalt not steal. So it's a commandment of God. And the story that I'm going to read to you is uh, in the book of Joshua. And this is when God has brought his people out of captivity in Egypt and slavery and brought them through the wilderness for 40 years. And they're right on the verge of going into the promised land. And they've gone over into the promised land and they've won the battle for the first city. God said, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to cause you to be victorious. I'll defeat the enemies and you will inherit the land because I have given it to you. The promised land, Canaan, okay? And so then as they, they've won the battle of Jericho and then they've gone and fought for the second city, AI, AI. All right, not artificial intelligence, but AI, the name of the city, okay? So they've gone in and they've been defeated. But before they go in, this is what um, Joshua reminds them. He said, you, to all of Israel, by all means abstain from the accursed things. So don't touch the idols, don't touch any of those things that you shouldn't touch, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. So when they're going into, before they go into battle, they are reminded, don't steal. That's it in a nutshell, okay? Don't steal, why? Because you will bring a curse on the whole of Israel. And then he says this, don't touch the accursed things, don't touch what belongs to them, but he says this, but all the silver and the gold and the vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So he's saying, don't touch the stuff that belongs to these ungodly people. And anything that's gold, silver, bronze or iron, the metals, precious metals, don't touch them. They belong to God. They're going to be used in the treasury of the Lord, okay? And so they've been warned. They go into battle against AI. 36 of their people are killed in battle. They turn, retreat, and they are shamed before their enemies. And they don't know what is going on. Like, we, God just knocked down the walls of Jericho, and we won that victory. No problem. We just marched around. And the walls came down, we got the victory. Now in this city, what is going on? And Joshua as a leader, after the defeat, people killed, he gets down on his knees and says, God, why? What's going on? What's happening? Like, have you forsaken us? And this is what God said. Israel has sinned. Joshua didn't know what was going on. He just knew they were defeated and didn't understand why. God said, Israel has sinned, they have transgressed my covenant. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived and they've also put it among their own stuff. 
they did what I told them not to do. I said, don't touch it. And they did. Not only that, they took it. And they put it with their own stuff. God doesn't want us mixing cursed stuff. Therefore, what happens? Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. That's why you guys were defeated. Because somebody did something wrong. And it's affected everybody. Neither will I be with you anymore. Wow. Unless you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, sometimes God says that to us. Okay, get rid of that. I want to bless you, but I'm not going to until you get rid of it. You know, sometimes we have things in our lives or habits or whatever, and God's saying, look, I really want to bless you, but you've got to get rid of these things. It's not pleasing to me. And so with that, he also said, I want you to get rid of it, and I want you to find out who is the perpetrator, who's the one who's caused this problem. Because guess what? The consequences is the death penalty. Wow. This is what God said. And so Joshua brought all the people to him and this one man, Achan. Achan answered Joshua and said, look, because Joshua said to him, confess, fella. <laughs> Tell me what happened. Confess. Achan said, look, indeed, I, I have sinned. I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. So he's confessed. And this is what I've done. So he's confessing, but he's not repenting. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, it's like I saw this really beautiful robe. Like you might say, I saw this really cool pair of shoes, or I, might, I saw this really cool you know, hoodie. He said, I saw this beautiful Babylonian garment. I saw it. And 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them. I really wanted those things. And I took them. And there they are, hidden the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. So look at the progression. He saw it, he coveted, he took it, and he hid it. Sometimes we've got to just stop when we see something. Before we start coveting, before we take it, and before we hide it. You know, there's a downward spiral. That's what he did, he saw. If you look at things too long that you shouldn't be looking at, you will start, hmm, I think I'll look pretty good in that. I need that. No one will know. That's okay. That's what we do sometimes. We justify it. We ju I deserve it. <laughs> we sometimes justify these things. And then he began to covet them. And then he took action. He took them. And then, ooh, what if people find out? Better hide it. So he did sin, thou shalt not steal. He knew he'd sinned, but he was not repentant. And as a result, he and his whole family were affected. 
his whole family. He was stoned to death and they were all burned with fire. They all died. Everything he had was gone. You know, and you think, wow, that's pretty, pretty strong lesson. But that's how God feels about things. When you steal, you cover it, you hide it, it affects everyone. It affected everyone. And then the blessing of the Lord came back. Okay? The blessing of the Lord came back. So he was a thief. He stole stuff. Had a good feeling for a while, but a bad result. And that's what happens sometimes when we cover things. Feels good for a while, but then there's a bad consequence. And then you think, you know, what's the difference? I said thieves and robbers. What's the difference between a thief and a robber? Does anyone know? What's the difference between a thief? A thief takes by deception and trickery, but robbers usually use violence. Okay? Often coercion and bring destruction. So here you had one person, one thief, and you see the outcome of it. I want to have a look at another story where there was two robbers, okay? And this was when Jesus was on the cross. They put over his head the accusation written against him. So he's accused. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. So the accusation was that he was claiming to be the king. He was claiming to be the king. So he was stealing glory from Herod. <laughs> this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. So that was the accusation. But then it says, then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. So he's got two robbers. So they weren't thieves, it says they were robbers, which means there was violence involved with these guys. They were hardcore. They were robbers. Then one of the criminals, so they're not just robbers, but they are convicted criminals. Jesus was not convicted of anything. He was accused. They were convicted. Then one of the criminals who were hanged, blasphemed him, not hanged like this, but hanging on the cross, right? One of the criminals who were hanged, one on the left, one on the right, blasphemed him. They mocked him. They scoffed. They said, if you're the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other didn't speak to Jesus. He spoke to that robber, the other robber. The other answering rebuked him said, do you not even fear God? He's basically saying, do you know what you're saying? We're convicted. We deserve this. We deserve this. But then he said, this man, this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So he's calling him Lord. I believe who you are. I believe you're the Messiah. And then he says, when you come into your kingdom, I believe you're the king. I believe you're the king. I believe you're the Messiah. I believe. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. That robber was saved on the cross. 
converted on the cross. He didn't just confess. He was confessing, we deserve it. But he was also repentant. He was repentant. Unlike Achan, this man was repentant. He was forgiven. He was saved. He had that assurance right on the cross, right then and there. Awesome. So even thieves and robbers can be saved. Sometimes we think, who can be saved? These people are criminals, they're drug dealers, they're this, they're that, there's no hope. Actually, there can be. So keep praying, keep believing, okay? Other things that are, you know, other people can steal in different ways. There's different ways of stealing. You know, Jesus here, um, before he was on the cross, he was dealing with religious people. And he was talking about how the Pharisees would steal. They would steal the attention of the people. They would steal the following of the people. They would steal the truth from the people. And in John chapter 10, he says this, All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep do not hear them. He's saying, you guys, you're not following them. I'm the door. In other words, I'm the way. I'm the legitimate way into the kingdom, to salvation. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. He's saying, they are saying you can enter through keeping the law or by keeping their traditions and by following these regulations and rules. He's saying, no, you enter by me. I'm the door. I'm the way of salvation. He said, the thief doesn't come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. They were robbing the way of salvation from people, diverting them away from him. So he's saying they are thieves and they are robbers. They came to take away, but he came to give. He said, I give life. And then you think, oh gosh, thieves and robbers, they're terrible. But you know what? We can be thieves too. We can be robbers too. You think, who, me? God actually addressed this to his own people in the Old Testament. He said, will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. This is the only time God says this. You've robbed me. But you say, what way have we robbed you? The people are like, how? And he says, in tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. And just like he said before, he wants to be a blessing. How can we bring the blessing back into our lives? By bringing the tithes and the offerings to the Lord. Otherwise, guess what? We are robbers. I know we don't think that. We think we're really honest and good people. But he wants his people to bring back to him, to show that we trust him, to show that we trust him. Amen? He wants to turn that curse into a blessing. And of course, when they did, he did. He said, you're cursed with the curse, for you robbed me. Even the whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse and try me or test me now in this, says the Lord. He's saying, bring it. Test me, try me. I will prove to you that my word is truth. Amen.
simple. The tithe means the 10%. As we do that, I've told you many times, God blesses. God blesses. And I think I've told you the story. Uh, did I tell you the story about what happened with my medical bills just recently? I didn't? Wow, I got some stories, eh? When I had this surgery done to my nose, thank you for praying, God is healing me very quickly, hallelujah. Um, it was done in a private hospital by um, the surgeon that I wanted to do. Um, I did not have, and I do not have medical insurance for private hospital. Um, but the Lord kept saying to me, keep the appointment. Everything in me wanted to cancel, but I felt the Lord say, keep the appointment. And so I did. I thought, Lord, I can't afford this, but he said, trust me. So I thought, I'm going to trust the Lord. So I did. I went. I had the surgery. Everything went fine. As you know, I think it was like the next day. I mean, and the, the bill was thousands, several thousand. The next day, I got um, just out of the blue. Lainey sent a message to some of our um, Hi, you guys. Uh, church family and said, pray. Pray for Wendy. She's having surgery. Anyway, all these people who prayed, of them, the next day after the surgery, somebody sent me $500 just out of the blue. The day after that, somebody sent me $500 just out of the blue. And I said to Lady, did you ask anyone for money? <laughs> She said, no, no. I was like, oh, okay. And the Lord said, I told you to trust me. I was like, oh, yeah. The day after, and this came from China. It came from different parts of Australia. It came from Singapore. It came from different places, okay? All church family, extended church family. The third day, I unexpectedly, just out of the blue, got a call and said, I'm transferring $1,000 to your account for your bill. And I was like, oh, wow, I was speechless. The day after that, because it happened on four occasions, the day after that, I got a message to say, we're transferring $1,700 to your account. That pretty much covered my surgery. I was like, wow. And I was saying, I've said to people, you know what? You need to keep tithing and believing God. I double tithe a lot of the times just because I want to. Because I want to trust God. I want to bless God. And he proves himself. He said he'd open the windows of heaven when you need it. When you need it. And I needed it. And he did it. So trust God. Even if you think you can't afford it or you don't want to, or whatever, trust God and he will bless you, okay? Trust the Lord. You know, I, I feel like the Lord's saying that as you are faithful to give to him of your tithes and offerings, that he is sowing away into a private account for you, for your house in this country in the future. If that's what you're believing for, receive it. Oh, the hairs on my arms are standing up. The anointing is here, the anointing is here for property, for houses, for his people, for some of you, even in this room, in this country. Believe God for it. It's there. God is storing it up. 
and he will open the windows of heaven. He will. Amen? Okay, so let's go to the last verse, you know, back to chapter 10. Jesus said, the thief doesn't come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I don't want to focus on thieves and robbers. I want to focus on Jesus. He said, I have come that they may have life. They may have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Thieves and robbers take, but he gives. He gives abundantly. And thieves and robbers come in many different ways into our lives. You know, they come to steal. They come as people. They come as circumstances. They come as sicknesses. They come as bad decisions that we make. They come in many different forms. Many different forms, the thieves and the robbers. But as we continue to hold on to the Lord, he will turn all things for good. He comes to give. The enemy comes to take. Lord, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, whatever has been stolen from, from us or whatever the enemy tries to steal, whether it's natural things like time or opportunities or just things, whatever it might be, Lord, or if it's spiritual things like stealing your word from our hearts, stealing faith, stealing our peace or our joy, trying to steal the assurance that we have in you. Lord, you've pointed it out that you want us to be blessed. You want us to be blessed. And Lord, you pointed out the thieves. You pointed out those things which rob. Lord, if there's anything in our lives that is hidden from us, that is taking from us, or even things that are obvious, I pray that you would deal with them. That you would deal with them, Lord, just like you dealt with the thieves and the robbers in your word. Help us, Lord, not to steal from you, not to steal time, time in prayer, time in coming to the house of the Lord, time in serving you, giving to you. Lord, where we steal the glory from you and take credit for ourselves. Lord, we confess any of these things and we ask forgiveness for it. We ask that if there's anything accursed in our lives, anything we're coveting. Lord, we give it back. We release it. We let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. And we hold on to you. We hold on to that abundant life that you give. And we thank you for it. We thank you for the blessings. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have a great week and we'll see you next week for our wonderful concert. God bless everyone online. See you later.